this apartment's so much bigger, yeah. it wouldn't have been an issue. I guess not. I guess not. It's nice having that nice big living room, so there's so much you can do with oh. it. And an actual dining room is always I'm not, good. I'm not underneath the TV. Nice. I've got nice. plenty of room for other things. Nice. Dining nice, room. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And of course, our whole recording studio. Recording studio here we have. Nice. Very nice. I almost want to put like the egg crates up. Oh, yeah. Just to seriously. give it more studio feel. Yeah. But yeah. But then you're just like, ah, oh, but it's not as pretty. Yeah. I don't think I could sell Ashley on that no, one. No, probably not. Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I am your host, returned again from the depth of wherever the fuck I came from. <laughs> Anthony Silva, along with me, is one of the greatest geeks in the world. Oh, Elizabeth Wallace. Yay, you're back. Yay, Yay. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, and uh, in, in my time, in my time away from the podcast, I've, I've learned things. Have you? Have you? Did have, it, was it a period of growth and discovery? I, I, grew, I, I grew. I discovered things. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I discovered is I have a lot of shit. Uh, the other thing I discovered is uh, you guys don't even need me. Oh, would you stop? You and, oh, Leland, you and Leland were very fun to listen well, to these last two weeks. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, we need you because in my period of growth and discovery while you were gone, hosting a podcast is a lot harder than it looks. Wow. Especially when it comes uh, in. I love Leland. I've known him for 16 years. He's a he's he's a difficult train to maneuver sometimes. I Which I appreciate because we came in there and we were going to record two episodes Back to back, I just gave away a secret of the podcast. What? what? We didn't record this like two minutes before you're listening to it? Sorry. But yeah, I was really worried that we weren't going to have enough content to fill two 45-minute podcasts. And then yeah. pretty much I just pointed Leland in a direction and go, go, yeah. and he took off. So he's, nice. a good, he's definitely a good talker. Yeah. I didn't just, expect the whole Disney discovery of all the bathrooms in Disney conversation that we had. I was yeah. like, it was I had, knowledge. I had that conversation in real time at Disney World. Nice. Land. Very nice. I've never been to World. No, yeah, I've only been to World. So. Yeah, I found that to be like really surprising that I've that I've never You've been to never Disneyland. Been to land. I've never been to yeah. Land because I grew up going to Disney World. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but it's just always just worked out like with Leland with his season pass, he can go yeah, anytime. Oh. But for us, it's like it's investment of time and and whatever. I want to go, but the last time, like for his birthday, and then you guys went again a week after, and it was just a really bad, busy time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't go with you guys. So apparently, I have to go now because now he's insulted. Now oh, he's yeah. like, the yeah. fact that I have not made that time. Mm. Me and him, uh, according to Leland, have only recently become true friends because I finally went to Disneyland with him. Yes, yeah, that's true. That is his. The other the other 14 years yeah. don't quite count. No. More of a, a casual acquaintance. Yeah. Now we're friends. Okay, that's good. I'm still looking for the word for people who go to Disneyland again and again. We decided that Disney file sounds too much that's like pedophile. Too. So, yeah, but it's probably bad connotation. So I'm, I'm going to Disney find addicts. Disney addicts is one. I swear it doesn't have a ring to it. Though. It really doesn't. I'll find a name at some point. Like everyone no. wants to cut file out of the English language because the worst file is a pedophile. Exactly. But exactly. we also have cinephiles. We do. We that's do. a thing no one really shits on. Potter files that's Potter, a, that's yeah, a thing a Potter file yeah, yeah I'm a big fan of that one yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was it was really strange just to just to briefly tell my own Disney story yes. uh, I hadn't been in years and I go uh, with with Leland and then uh, like you said I, I then went like two weeks later which firstly blew my mind going that soon yeah like I remember I remember you telling me about it beforehand I'm like oh wah you <laughs> yes, great big yeah, whiner you did, uh-huh. you <laughs> 
But uh, my girlfriend convinced me to uh, let her buy uh, season passes for the both of us. Oh, nice. Very nice. Which also blew my mind. Really? Like, yeah. Like, I understand, like, <sighs> liking a lot. But, uh, like, Leland was saying, oh, yeah, when I when I lived up here and I worked up here, I'd go over for lunch. Yeah, like, exactly. You'd go to Disneyland for lunch? Yeah, seriously. It's always been such a big event to me. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's a family trip. It's an all-day thing, yeah. yeah. It's a family trip once every two years. Oh, yeah. At, at the most. Or it's a school trip, which, you know, is two, three times in your school career. Living three hours away from when we were growing up, I mean, it's not that far, but it was still like a production. Like you get up early yeah. in the morning, you have like your drive. rain gear packed because it's Florida and it's probably going to rain and you don't leave until it's dark that night and then you yeah. have to find your car in the parking lot. But um, yeah, no, the idea of just going like, oh, I feel like going on this one yeah. ride today. Like, when, going, like spending a half day at Disneyland yeah, yeah. still is difficult for me to wrap my tiny brain around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, when, no, like, because I'm so used to the, the normal steps. I got to wake up early. I got to be there all day. I yep. commit all day. Yep, and you're going to no, be exhausted when you're done, yeah. and you're not going to want to go for another year. But I guess the way Leland does it, you know, hey, if you go for an afternoon sometimes, yeah, two weeks yeah. later, you're ready to go again. Yeah, so, he's been yeah. there like two, three times since. I, mean, I know. That was, that was October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, I understood other people did it. It's just... I I came up real like kind of low income, so like this thing is a real special thing. Yeah. So even to to know I have a pass in my wallet, yeah. and I could go. Yeah. Feels like who am but I? Should I? Do should I? I am this? I? This isn't really anybody's loud? birthday, you know? Yeah. What's the special occasion? I know it's not like Halloween when it's apparently really awesome at Halloween or Christmas, which I, I would did. not go at Christmas. I, I did hear. finally get to go during Halloween. Oh, nice. Because it was nice. his birthday. Nice. Good, yeah. good, good. Which has always been a goal of mine. Nice. Very nice. Now they got some kind of frozen on ice thing yep, I heard going on. Yes, yeah. now actually really wants to go before yeah. that ends. Nice. Um, but, you know, the uh, to bring up something that's uh, special and uh, to, just, to just you, me... And, and one other amazing man uh, that we cannot thank enough, Joshua Kieser, uh, with with no prompting, with nothing but the love in that man's heart, uh, went to the Lego store, uh, which we have one here in Fashion Valley, and got it in him to make little Legos of, uh, of Elizabeth, myself, and Andrew. And they're so cute. And they, they are the best. And they are really like, he's got, you know, Andrew's beard mm-hmm. he's got you know anthony's little or beard and anthony's spiky hair and i've got my hair in a ponytail and i have bangs so i'm very impressed by all the things on this one it's really very cool i i cannot help but just marvel at how well he nailed my lego figure yeah he did like, like the, the expression alone yeah. just kind of like you know like it's smiling like a, but sarcastic it's and, like andrew just made a pun and yes. i'm looking at him it's the one eyebrow up yep, yep. like you said the spiky hair the the, the beard yep, it's yep. I'm, I'm in one of my nice like button up tops yep. he even joshua even apologized that he couldn't get me one with glasses so he got me a sonic screwdriver instead i'm like yeah. done i am yeah, done that's okay you know? that's okay yeah mm-hmm. so it's really and then ashley made a little lego recording studio around mm-hmm. it and we're all sitting around with a big it's uh, the meteor mic sitting in the middle yeah. of the table so you yeah. know it's so cute it is it is amazing yeah uh so i absolutely wanted to say thank you joshua um this uh it's it's gone straight up to my geek shelf uh ashley made a little uh podcast studio like elizabeth said it's in a perfect little uh place of honor that that it should be you've honored us so to honor you back we uh you've made it onto my shelf very awesome Um, very cool so thank you so so much 
Uh, and if anybody else wants to, you know, send us stuff, yeah. you know, send us an email. Or, we'll send you my address. Or, you know, if you want us to send you stuff, I also wanted to announce, we already put it up on the site, but Mason Radcliffe had entered our Dark Horse Comics giveaway. And he was actually a very early entrant right at the beginning of February. And we had that contest running all month. We were like, yep. hey, you know, follow us, share the status and everything. And so it came time from the random picks. And he won a box full of Dark Horse Comics. So, but we hope you get it very soon. And thank you to everybody who participated. And we want to do more of this kind of thing, you know, just have um, cool stuff. And you guys, you know, who listen to us should get uh, rewarded for listening to us. Absolutely. Other than the fact that you get to hear our golden voices. You know? Me, 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 me. That is a pretty good reward right there. So. so thank you, Mason, and everybody else who entered. Yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently the Internet has told me that today is uh, international Women's Day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with the fact that everything we're going to talk about today is women. It's just this weird coincidence. It happened really. It was very nice timing on that but one. Uh, it like, works oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Day of recording is Women's Day. There you go. Uh, which, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem weird. It's, I know, it's it kind of insulting. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same as like Black History Month or Right, they like only that. get like, one month. It's yeah. like, oh, really? We're only going to signify this one time as yes. this time to make this special? And like, as, I, as I told you before the podcast, the comment has been made. It's like, well, why do women get a day, but men don't get a day? And I'm like, because men get the other 364. But that's a particularly bitter way to phrase it. I, I still do what? appreciate that at least... Life's good on the other side of this class. Yes, theory. I know it is. I know. I am fully aware. <laughs> I don't have much to complain about, though. If I ever... I, it's such a hardship-free life that I'm... You know, anytime I get whiny or complaining about things that are going wrong, I'm like... Well, I am, you know, living in a nice area and supporting myself and not afraid for my safety most of the time. So I think I'm doing okay, you know. All so, right. Yeah, yeah. The model of women's independence. Yeah, there you go. And luck. Lots of luck, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, everything we're going to talk about is actually uh, women-focused shit, but that's because coincidentally, or maybe they knew. They might have. And it they is, released everything so kind of wrapped around Marvel, this one. It's all Marvel, isn't it? It's all Marvel. Well, no. Uh, the the first thing, just quickly, I wanted to bring up was uh, we got to see Supergirl's costume for the CBS show. Yes. And I kind of, uh, I'm a little surprised. Uh, really? that Yeah, how the costume looks. Because considering the many costumes that Supergirl has had... Uh, especially the one we have current New 52 right. and the one we had um, just before, um, I kind of feel they went modest. And, and that really surprises and me. And it's funny because I think a lot of the pushback that you're going to get from people is they're saying, you know, oh, you know, it's it's women complaining about, you know, the scantily cladness and they're toning it down because of the women audience. And that's I think it's entirely possible that could be true. But one thing that occurred to me today is in a lot of the new costumes that we're seeing in the comic book characters, mm-hmm. I think more and more often you're going to see comics that make the transition to TV and movies. And now more than ever. And honest to God, the more scantily clad the costume, the harder it is to pull it off in a real yeah. world environment. You know, something's. It's it's much easier. Like in a comic world, you can draw it however you want to, but in the real world, if she's got tons and tons of skin showing, it's way easier for it to make that transition from sexy to trampy. Yeah. And so I think it's better to have, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a matter of opinion whether something is uh, demeaning or objectifying or whatever, but you have to admit that a costume that covers more skin is easier to pull off in sure. film. Um, in Arrow, they completely redesigned Black Canary's costume, right. which used to be a tiny jacket yep. and then like a bodysuit and stockings, like yeah. fishnet stockings. Yeah. That's completely out the door. She is head to toe like 
leather kind of hardcore biker right. style gear. Which, considering what she does for a living, it also makes more sense. A lot <laughs> of these things, you know, it's it's just it's a practicality. I think the benefit is is it does tend to objectify women a little bit less. I will want to put a pin in that and come back to it when we discuss Spider Woman's new costume because yeah. I, I, there was a lot of good comments about that in that yeah. issue as well. So. Um. But they went very. They they went with essentially a full blue bodysuit. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's a bodysuit. Yeah. Uh, with the this with the red skirt, which I feel I feel I saw like late '80s. Possibly. I'm trying to remember like when this costume was kind of the thing because since then we've seen a lot of midriff Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new costume is just all like bodysuit and cape with right. you know uh, like high hip um, leg openings yeah. and whatnot. Uh, but and it's got you know some the design neat- of that one's really weird at the waist to me. Oh really? The the new one? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's really hard to pull off a bodysuit with a skirt. Is the thing you know? It's like it's you, you're you're trying to make the skirt not look like an ornament. You're trying to make it look yeah. like a real thing, and it's it's a tough thing to pull off. But I, I was I was actually okay with them including the skirt, mostly because she does have tights on under there. Yeah. So no, and I think it's good here. Yeah, and um, uh, Adam Warren did a picture of uh, Empowered at one point wearing the old Supergirl costume, he didn't like it, and so he had Empowered, because she's just like, I'm a character who flies. Why the hell would I be wearing a skirt? You know, it shows everything. So the fact that she's got a bodysuit under there, I'm like, yeah. okay, it is an ornament. It's practical, and, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's, and it's I mean, girly, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of there to be girly, I suppose. Yeah, like because the, otherwise she's just wearing a skin-tight suit, which yeah. every once in a while, like I said, kind of makes the transition from sexy to... That doesn't I'm, work out as Yeah, well exactly, no, yeah. Um, but I think if you went, I, I think if you went sexy with this at all, mm-hmm. it would look kind of awkward because the actress they got, uh, Melissa um, Benoist. Or I don't know ben- how to say it. Not. Um, uh, yeah. Some of those letters are probably. <laughs> I'm silent, pretty sure it's yeah. French. Yeah, uh, like she has a very kind of young appearance to her. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to make a twenty-something or thirty-something, you know, kind of hot, sexy, or slash trampy. Hmm. But when you get someone who even looks like they're high school age, yeah. it's a completely different thing. Right. Same outfit, two completely different uh, right. opinions. And I still think the costume has, I mean, we've just really seen the one image of it, right? Just the one image. So it's very posed and everything, and that's fine. But she does have knee-high boots, yeah. and the boots have heels, mm-hmm. and everything is skin tight, and she is a very pretty woman. So it does. it's still sexy. It's just sexy on a more careful level. <laughs> That was that was Anthony's phone many times in a row. So yeah, that's Leland showing me dumb shit. Oh, okay, it's fine. Um, and and really, I think when it when it comes down to how are you going to get the viewers for the show, it, it, we don't need to make every female sexy. We don't need to make the lead character, you know, in heels and tight tops. Yeah. Boys will always gravitate towards action. Yes. No matter no matter what, and, and this has been proven many times before. Like, it, it, I'm trying to think of like an adequate analogy, but it kind of seems like okay, uh, a female-led action, um, I think, to to a boy is is like cake. Okay. The cake is ninety percent of everything you're going to get. That's the action. That's what's important. Right. Uh, and the any kind of sexiness they add is just. The, the icing on top. Just sure. everything else to make it sweeter. But you know what? Take that away. You still have delicious cake. Yes. Or a giant muffin. Yes. I'm not really sure what you would call it. 
but still still delicious and really the thing you should focus on. Yes. You know, why don't you put some some filling in between those layers of story and character development? Mm-hmm. And then you don't need icing. Yeah. I really yeah. made, I really kind of lost it, I think. That's all right. The analogy started to get away yes. from you, but it's all right. You brought it back. It's, so it's okay. It's 90% action and story, 10% sexiness. That is really, you You don't need to make, okay, here, I'm going to bring it back around. Okay. You, when you get a cake that's just got like crazy too much icing on yeah. it, it's yeah. too sweet, you don't yeah. want it. No. It hurts your stomach. <laughs> You may not want okay, it. Yeah, want yeah. It. So the analogy is going to break down in the fact that I could probably just eat the icing and I'd be fine. So you're just all midriffs and fishnets. <laughs> I do watch Vampire Diaries. You understand? I like the pretty. That's all right. <laughs> okay, maybe you got away from me. That's all right. But um, but still, it does look uh, very reminiscent of the Man of Steel costume. It's got that weird texture. That's kind of be to like it. somebody bought a warehouse that produces those. Oh, yeah, that dude's and, making a lot of money. My God, <laughs> Spider Man, uh, Man of Steel, and now this. We'll probably see. It in maybe even in the uh, the Batman costume could be yeah well uh, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. we get up close when we see something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's not confirmed I think it's just assumed that this will have some relevance to the to the movies you'd assume it should but then again they've also said that. Um, I think that they want this one to connect to the Arrow world. Okay. But then I think that's maybe Arrow just saying, hey, you should be a part of our world. Because yeah. we got this shit locked down. We're, they we've, really kind of do. Out. They're doing a good job with that. Um, Though the, I'm woefully uh, behind on Flash. One that's of the uh, creators of Arrow is the creator of uh, Supergirl. Different network. Mm-hmm. So who knows? It would, it'll, it would take a Marvel-Sony type of uh, contract yeah. to get that to work. Yeah. yeah. But... It's it's out. We've we've, we've seen it. Uh, to me, that means this is officially happening. Which yeah. I thought, okay, well, maybe DC had a lot of shows out there. Constantine looks like it's not going to come back. I don't. I don't think so. I'm yeah, afraid it um, just didn't. I don't know. I wanted to like it too, but it never quite grabbed me. I don't know why. I don't know if Gotham is confirmed for season two. I hope so, but I'm real behind on that, so I yeah. can't speak to how good the episodes have been lately. Um, Arrow and Flash are killing it. They're both doing really well. So it kind of seemed like okay. Well, you're kind of. 50-50 on your shows, DC. Yeah, like, yeah. you really want to try and add three more? Because well, there's, there's the Teen Titans show they want to do, too. Yeah. That's still being talked but about. But they've been listening to the fact that we're saying, you know, DC's not really doing it in the comic books, and they're certainly not doing it in the movies, yeah. but in TV, they've got it. So they're like, all the TV shows, every yeah. TV, we're going to dominate until, it. Don't, until we're drowned. Yeah, I was about to say, don't get past yourself, you guys. Yeah. Keep, it, keep it good. It's quality over quantity, please. And we all still remember the Wonder Woman pilot. Yes, we do. Yeah, uh, we do. Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon had some good ideas. You should have listened to him. <laughs> but you should always listen to Joss Whedon. If you don't know that, you're just dumb. Yeah. But I, I do like what this costume kind of tells me. Yeah. I kind of feel like this is going to be something that's more about um, story than it is about abundance of action and fanfare and things like that. Right. So, oh... All coolness to that. I'm, I'm curious to see what other things are going to look like, including um, Dean Kane and shit. I can't remember her name, but she played Supergirl in the '80s movie. Oh shoot! If you hadn't asked me, I could have come up with a name. <laughs> that girl, yeah, that girl. Sure. They're both cast in quote unquote secret roles. Ah, uh, cameos. Uh, I'm going to say the parents. It's the oh, best thing that they could be. That would be good. That'd be good. I'd be all right Just with that. That's a nod to the people who've actually done, seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the past, and it makes total sense that they, that they come back. And I'd be all right. They with that. both would be. They're age appropriate for those characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would work out really well. Just, I'm just saying. Mm. Uh, so to uh, to continue this feminist train a moving, mm-hmm. 
Uh, we have a bunch of books, uh, all with uh, the the ladies on the titles. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, uh, Marvel's kicking it. Yeah. Uh, so we figured we'll we'll take a look and kind of get uh, how good they are, but also how they're treating uh, the ladies these days at Marvel. Princess Leia, um, written by Mark Wade, art uh, art by the Dodsons, Rachel and Terry. Yep. Uh, is the uh, the first one to. The Princess Leia adventures. Yeah, yeah. It's really, in just one issue, I thought they did a really good job. It just, I was wondering, you know, what do you have new left to say about her? Well, honestly, you have everything left to say about her. Yeah. Because, you know, you know that she's a princess. You know, she was captured. You know, she fell in love with Han. You know, she helped save the day a few times. That's all you know. And this, in just one, we do have action. We have snappy dialogue. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, but we still get to see a little bit of what's going through her head by the fact that just days ago, her entire home planet yeah. was wiped out of the sky. It never really occurred to me that she would be in mourning. Now, like, they said her father was Bail killed, Organa, so yeah. he was on the planet. Apparently, yeah. So what about her mother? Also on the planet? I guess. I don't know. Because I never thought about that. Somehow I had this idea like her planets were not on Alderaan when it blew up, but according to this, it was... Um, but what what she's dealing with is she's actually dealing with it's not the flack that you would expect she'd be getting. You know, she's trying to hold it together because they've got a rebellion and the uh, and they just empire. made themselves big targets. Yeah, like exactly. destroying the Death Star. huge targets. And herself in particular is targeted. And so she's trying to hold it together. And she's like, oh, we got things to do. And everybody's just like, you know, she's called the ice princess on more than one occasion yeah. because they don't see her mourning for her planet. And she kind of addresses that a few ways, which I thought was a smart direction to go. You know, I, I kind of thought that I was worried that the storyline of the comic would be, I'm holding it together. I'm holding it together. I'm totally. And, and then, then she'll fall apart. Exactly. And they're like, you need to give your time to grieve, which is what everyone was telling her. But no, she was just like, I can't, I can't do what everybody's wanting me to do right now because yeah. we have things to do, and this is how I'm processing it. And I'm yeah. like, good for you. That's um, like we go from from A New Hope, and she's handing out medals to everybody but Chewie, mm -hmm. and then we go immediately to uh, Empire Strikes Back, and she's there on Hoth, and it made complete sense for her to be there, like because we know she's a part of the rebellion, but it never dawned on me, like how she was in the time before like yeah. um her her mourning process it, like i said it didn't occur to me that she would mourn the planet yeah. but this hits right away yeah everything she know she knew just got destroyed right in front of her right. and not directly because of her but she is the reason why alderaan was chosen yeah so exactly. she has a guilt there too yeah yeah and she is so, but yeah, but she's so determined. Like the 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 empire is now targeting uh, Alderanians because of me. Yeah, I can't let that happen. Right. So we now we have the idea of where the story is going to start going. She's going to go out and try and find all the Alderanians. Yep. Uh, and bring them to safety wherever that will eventually be which is a great i mean they call it a they call it a framing device we can have so many stories from this point on that yeah. can be so different in so many ways but they'll all have a similar element in the fact that they're trying to track down the last surviving people from Alderaan and that's which by itself know. is like 
a really interesting hook. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like uh, Warehouse 13 or Friday the 13th, the series, which is essentially <laughs> the same show, where you know you could have any kind of story possible, but it was always centered around finding these objects. Yeah. So to have such a nice little like box to put the story in, but within that box, and there's you could always going to be tension. Exactly. Because exactly. we know as Leia is trying to find the Alderanians, the Empire is can con- continually be. Hunting them yep. and killing them, and it's not like like on Voyager, the framing device was, oh, it's the search to get home, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you know, they're not going to make it home because then the show would have to stop. Yeah. So this one, though, it's a way more open ended type of thing, you know. Who knows how many are out there? Who knows how many will actually get killed in the search for them? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we, we kind of have a race against time. Now. Yeah, and so we know that <laughs> we know that they're probably not going to kill off Leia, but everybody else is <laughs> kind of a target, you know. You don't know who else is going to be safe. She'll be safe, but she might have to deal with losing a lot of people. Yeah, including her gal pal uh, Avon. I think. I think. E v a a n. Um, I assume that's how you would pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem with reading. Is you is. don't know how things it are pronounced. Is. And the number of times when I've come along and I'm like, oh, it's Kashyyyk. I was saying Kashyyyk for years, but no. oh well. No. Um, this kind of also hard-ass um, fighter pilot that mm-hmm. uh, she teams up with and who is also Alderanian and really kind of, she's the one calling Leia the, the ice princess. But she does it in a certain way. She's got an interesting thing. Yes, she calls her the Ice Princess. Yes, she thinks that she should have been mourning, but she will never say that because she's a royalist. She was brought up on the planet in a certain... You treat royalty a certain way, and because that's some of the last remaining culture of Alderaan left, she's not going to give that up. I mean, Leia keeps telling her, you know, can we be friends? Can you say my name? And she's like, no, I'm going to treat you in a certain way because you are the last princess that we have. And that's final. So I don't... I don't think she's going to thaw towards Leia, but I think she respects her a little bit more now. Just this pinch. Yeah, once Leia kind of pleads her case uh, to Yvonne, um, Yvonne, although I did feel it was a little convenient mm-hmm. how quickly Yvonne jumps in on this. Um, there, it, it is there. It's like, the, uh, this is my mission. I, yeah. I'm i the last, possibly the last royalty of, of Alderaan. Yeah. Which is another it reason is, why they were yeah. trying to keep her very safe and contained. Yeah. They're like, and I don't want you to be five meters away from me. And I'm like, well, that's not very cool. I mean, yeah. I know she needs to be safe, but she's got a life to lead. So yeah, she's not delicate. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, and you know, and then that's kind of everything about this book is Princess Leia is not delicate. She is a very motivated human being. She is fierce, and she is completely willing to throw herself into the mix because she wholeheartedly believes in what she's doing. But they brought up some really good points, which I was I was impressed that they made me understand the reasons. Because I'm like, you know, these guys are trying to keep her all safe and all protected and everything. And then someone points out when she you know runs off to go save these guys, they're like, look, they're going to have to spend valuable resources trying to get you back. If mm-hmm. you get captured, people may die coming in to save you. So she does have to kind of keep that in mind. Yeah, you know, it all made a real good point. Yeah, there. it's like, no, she's not delicate. No, she doesn't need to be treated with kid gloves. But she needs to understand the responsibility to keep herself safe. Yeah. And I think that's probably going to come up a few more times. Probably. Yeah. Um, but the art, as you know, you would expect, is is really pretty. It's very good. Um, the Dotsons definitely know how to draw... Uh, women specifically, yeah. and they didn't. They didn't try so hard to keep Leia looking exactly like Carrie Fisher. Yeah. You know it's her because of the costumes and some of the facial structures. But sometimes I think it makes it more disturbing. Like the current 
Star Trek that's coming out of IDW right now is just so hard to look at. I'm like, you guys got to start stylizing yeah. it a bit. It's uncomfortable. But this is good. I really enjoyed it. I yeah, the Dawsons like were definitely going to kind of break that mo- more than anybody else. Um, but it's, I mean, this is the third home run in a row. Yeah. Now yeah. Um, the next book is going to be um, based on Kane and Jarrus. Oh, okay. Uh, who's from the Star Wars Rebel show? Right. Uh, and I guess will take place in that middle time um right after order 66 and then before uh, a new hope nice uh i mean i haven't i haven't seen much of rebels i plan to but i know i'm going to pick up that book because this just like the other books feels really natural it feels like it like it it's the next day for star wars and this one literally is the next day Um, but everything fits in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. The tone, um, the the Mark Wade's got the voice of Leia. I feel really nailed down really yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's a super great book. I'm sure many people have already gotten it because it's sold out pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm not surprised at all. I got the Scotty Young cover this time because I wanted it. It's really cute. It's adorable. It's really and now uh, when we go to WonderCon, I'm going to try and get the Star Wars cover that I didn't get the first time because mm-hmm. I typically don't go for variants. Mm-hmm. But I just, I want all three. Nice. I want all three. And if I can get them signed, that would be oh, perfect. That'd be amazing. So that's that's going to be my goal. There if I go. know Scotty Young's going to be someplace and I know um, uh, Mark Wade or... Um, Brain work. <laughs> the other two guys, um, I would really like to get these signed nice. for, for some reason. And this is not a thing I've, I've sought out for a long time, but uh, something in me really wants to have that done. Nice. Nice. Uh, other big books that uh, came out and uh, had some some super solid buzz on them: Spider Gwen, straight from uh, straight from the Spider Verse saga. Which I need to. When we were talking with Leland last week, he was asking me if I'd read the Spider Verse. And I said, nah, I'm kind of, after the movies, I was sort of a little done out on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I don't really win. And he said, no, that's understandable, and you should read the Spider-Verse, because it's six <laughs> issues. And he said they were all awesome, and they were they were all universe-hopping issues. Yes. And so he said that that kind of thing, where you get to see the Spider-Men and women in all the different worlds, was wonderful. But because I didn't read it, I'm not as familiar with Spider-Gwen. I know that she was there when Peter Parker died. I know she got bit by a radioactive spider, and she saved her father. Yeah. And now it's she's... All kind of in- Versus who you know what we know it's and after reading uh, Spider Gwen number one it kind of feels like oh yeah this was the feeling I had when I read the first Ultimate Spider Man like, right oh different universe things are going to be done differently yes um when they uh, when they refer to Captain Frank Castle yeah like oh shit that's right this world is completely different we can go in so many different directions they also seem to have an evil lawyer talking to someone and he was Murdoch so yeah, is Daredevil, Daredevil. A bad, Daredevil Daredevil's a bad guy yeah he's a lawyer for Kingpin oh he's even better here wow. in the 616. nice nice I do like when they play around with stuff like that but also Mary Jane is in a band that Gwen used to be in, and Mary mm-hmm. Jane does seem to be like a stone-cold bitch. Yeah, yeah kind of a self-centered uh, ball of bitch. Yeah, I shouldn't say stone-cold bitch, because that's almost a compliment. She's actually a whiny, annoying attention whore. So that yeah, kind of that's, fair. that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, yeah. That um, was the one part of the book that I didn't like, only because I wasn't supposed to like it. Watching Mary Jane, you know, kind of diva all over her bandmates. Yeah. Most of them seem on her. Yeah. Um, the uh, the intro to Spider Gwen came out of Spider Verse number two, where um, we kind of get an idea by or here she's called Spider Woman, yeah. But Gwen Stacy um, is 
high school aged. She is in this band called the Mary Janes. And that's the the song. They refer to it in this book, but they have a, a moment in Spider-Verse 2. Face It, Tiger. Yep. Yep. That actually got made. Uh, I had a feeling. I had it's a feeling. I'll have internet. to go listen and to it. It actually sounds pretty cool. Nice. Uh, so here we kind of pick up, uh, you know, feet running. Uh, the the Spider-Gwen is considered a menace by... Um, by J. Jonah Jameson. As he does. Who I guess will hate Spider-Man in almost any universe. I mean, it's at least they're consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and she's... Uh, her father, Captain Gwen Stacy, who lives, knows she's Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. And tentatively, I guess, is pretty okay. She, she makes this real, really good speech. Yeah. And it's recapped here, um, but again in Spider-Verse, where she says, you wear that badge, and that badge means something. That means... What you're going to do to protect people? Yeah, um, you know th- this is this is your shield. She explains, this mask is my badge, right? And she's got to make it mean something. Yeah. is what she said. What she, she what it becomes is her responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they don't follow the same you know kind of Uncle Ben. Somebody dies. I feel guilty. I have to kind of through it. Though she is carrying the death of Peter Parker on pretty hard, though. She was there when he died, right? Yes. Or, yeah. Um, which is really good. And I, I, I am hoping in this series they'll go back and we can kind of see how things unfold. Uh, apparently, Peter, who doesn't get bit by a radioactive spider, continually gets bullied. Spider-Woman starts popping around and he feels even more in- insignificant yeah. seeing now how high the bar is and how low he is. He turns himself into the equivalent, I believe, of like a Doc Ock. Right. But uh, he eventually, through his own follies, ends up killing himself. Right. Uh, and like one of his last lines, and I think it's in the book, uh, is, I wanted to be special like you. Yeah. So the kind of, there's kind of a guilt thing and right. it's kind of sympathetic and whatnot. Man, she's definitely carrying that like an Uncle Ben. Right. But it seems they very specifically did not want to do great power, great responsibility. Which I think is fair, because that has been done. And she is kind of, I mean, in her speech where she talked about what the mask means, she was saying that. But she was... It's what instead, it means, yeah. But yeah, but instead of having someone having to tell her that, she was telling someone else that I'm yeah. doing this because I have this power and I'm, I have a responsibility to do something with yeah. it. So, yeah. um, I feel Gwen Stacy has the right kind of tone for her age. Uh, I like that she's going around, she's listening to music all the time. Mm-hmm. It totally seems like a natural thing. Which, yeah, you see, I, I've seen a lot of great artwork of her swinging around the city, and she's got her little earbuds yeah. in as she's running around. I'm like, seriously, if you could just fling yourself over rooftops throughout the whole city, you would want to have some music going. That'd yeah. be awesome. Uh, the things that are, are kind of developing, um, we have a vulture in this book, which it's still Adrian Toomes. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of different in like, okay, new universe, new style uh, kind of way about it. Spider-Gwen's trying to uh, improve her public image, which is, again, something very normal we see for for Spider-Man. I'm trying to remember. Somebody is out to get her, and I'm trying to remember if it's Kingpin or if it's just somebody else. I believe Kingpin did send somebody after at one point, if I'm right. Um, We have kind of a rhino. Mm -hmm. Just kind of this hulking kind of gray... Dude, and certainly her father's been taken off the special task force because they felt like, I don't know, was it because he's because been lenient he's, on Spider? Yeah, he's kind of he's sticking up for her. Yeah, um, which is against 
popular opinion. Right. And they're kind of using the fact that he was just attacked. Yeah. As kind of a reason, like, hey, you need to take time off. We're going to be nice. Right. And say we're just going to, because of recent events, take you off the force. Yeah. Uh, or off this task force. But he's essentially going to be fired. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm curious what the dynamic between Gwen and her father is going to be. Uh, what he is going to do once he's not police captain anymore. Right. right. Um, the, and he's still a dad, you know? That's got to be so hard. Yeah, she's like, yeah, be. I'm going to deliberately throw myself into danger. Every dad wants to hear that. And you know? she's avoiding his calls. Yeah, because she knows what he's going to say, which yeah. is, as a teenager, would do. Like, know? third and lastly thing that I'm interested in is actually the, the Mary Jane uh, band story. Yeah, that that's just like a, I don't know, that's a, not even a B storyline. It's a C storyline. Yeah. And, and they did a good job in that they made both Mary Jane and... At least one of the other bandmates, the one who was like hugging kittens and making kissy faces at it and everything, I'm like, that's really annoying. But you know, that's what it was supposed to be. No. So, yeah. um, but it's it's solid. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Do you happen to know what's the um, the, the 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 test about uh, two women? Yeah, two women having a conversation. You're writing them well if they can talk about anything except babies or men yeah and it's yeah. like isn't there like a time span on it or I can't is it just there, there is i think it is but no. yeah i mean it's like it's like five minutes or something it, and it's actually i mean even speaking as a woman it's hard to do because you know i'm not going to deny the fact that when girls are around together yeah we are talking about dudes a lot of the times whether it's people we're with or who we want to be with and that's fine but yeah to, to write a conversation where two women talk about anything that does not center on men is really it's difficult yeah. and that just that's a society thing but yeah. um yeah it's always fun you, know, you hear two women talking about some uh talking about some technical aspect of music something that they like or some piece of art or whatever and to realize they've had an entire conversation without talking about their husbands or boyfriends is very refreshing yeah very cool and and both both these books plus spider woman they all nail that yeah like there, there is no male figure for uh, to to lean on or yep. trying to impress or anything like that. These are really solid, just female strong books. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good. Uh, Spider Woman number five came out, and this uh, is the big change. Uh, I guess. Do you think this is highly motivated by the Milo Manera? Oh, uh, oh, absolutely. There was yeah. one line in particular that I knew it was. That's what I said when we were going to put a pin in this. So she has a new costume, and she mentions, she's got an internal dialogue going on that's pretty fun. She mentions getting a new costume. She said, yeah, because once I lost like a day of my life because I spent it, what is it, Google shaming? Google shaming, yeah. Which I had not heard, but I knew exactly what is Google, meaning you're looking up bad things about yourself. So she said, I spent a day Google shaming spider butt. And I'm like, that's a Minara reference right there. Nothing else. That was very clever. But it's cool because she still has a skin-tight costume on, but it's more practical you yeah. know it's just it doesn't look tissue paper thin it is not hugging every single crevice of her body um you know it looks like she could when she's riding she's looking pretty kick-ass riding a bike i yeah, mean that I was like some that sexy shots so that was cool but it's once again you can make it sexy without making it uncomfortable and if if she was ever to make the transition to a tv show which that would be cool mm-hmm. you couldn't have her walking around in that totally skin tight suit that because practically crazy costume that i yeah. said back in the, Man- uh, the Manara podcast yeah it's outdated it, it should change yeah and it and it did and it's like i i hope that there aren't a lot of people saying oh this is because of women readers and they didn't like it and blah and i'm just like i don't i really don't think anybody liked it i think 
it could unfortunately make that jump from sexy to trampy way too easily. So mm. this is sexy, there's, but it's sexy in a badass way. There's yeah. definitely people who like the old costume. They liked fine. its retro look and whatnot. And the people I'll talk to about it are mm. the people who are like, yeah, I mean, mm. it's it's skin tight and the Minara cover is a little, you know, over the top. Yeah. Um, like they're not... They're not defending the sexist part of it. They're like, you know what? It's a fun design and it's whatnot. Totally and that's all. Fine. That's all cool. Um, but I feel with the current trend of like the last five to ten years in comic books, where we're trying to ground them a little more. Yes. These skin tight outfits just don't play. Yeah. Uh, anymore. And or or the, outfits that are showing like you know they're covering the strategic bits and nothing else. Yeah. You know that doesn't. It's it's like we've really, got the new Power Girl. Yeah. yeah. And her costume lacks the boob window because it makes no sense yes yeah though it was fun for a time i don't deny it. Sure. especially when i heard the story about it that they were just like we kept making it bigger and bigger and waiting for somebody <laughs> to tell us to stop and nobody did and i'm like i appreciate that no. i think that's hilarious it's but. it's cheeky the character has definitely had a lot of times where she was also uh cheeky it fits well it was and it wasn't the the the, the boob window was never a thing that wasn't um i don't know let me rephrase it as to Everybody knew, and like people in the comics made fun of it. Like yeah. it wasn't a, a thing that's like, here's a thing just for the readers. It's yeah. like everybody knows this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and now, I, and now it's kind of become part of the character. And it's it's. I don't want to get too much off on this, but it is an interesting line that women have to walk because, honest to God, you should be able to wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. Mm-hmm. Really, it doesn't matter. Wear whatever you wear. But it is true that in certain situations, because of society. If you wear certain things, you're going to be taken less seriously. Yeah. And so you have to pick your battles. It's annoying. But, I mean, honest to God, I say wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. But if it's easier for you to possibly change your clothes and you want to, fine. Yeah. But that's, it's totally a women's choice on that. But it the, is, farther you, the farther out there you go, yeah. the more criticism you're going to get. And because it, that's, their, that's their opinion. They can have it. And if you want to say, fuck it, I'll wear it anyway, that's fine. But if Absolutely. you also say, I want to pick my battles and fight something different, and so I'm going to wear something else, also fine. But yeah, it is. I would like to live in a society where, fuck, you can walk around naked if you wanted to, but we're not there yet. So ah, the gonna, Futurama world. Yes, there you go. Many, <laughs> many future worlds embrace that technology. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the boob window thing, I always felt like it was her just being like, yeah, I know people are pointing at it and laughing at it, but I don't care, so mm. I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm like, that's good she, for you. And she, there's definitely times she definitely owned it. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, the the Spider-Woman costume, uh, I find it interesting. It's essentially just a jacket. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty much regular pants. Yeah. Um, motorcycle are, are boots. pretty tight, you cool. know. You know, I like her gloves, actually. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you see on the cover, it's actually just a jacket. She opens it and closes it. Yeah. And yeah. underneath, she has just a regular white tank top underneath. Right, right. Layers are smart. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, her glasses that she seems to wear often, it's not just kind of a one-time gimmick, don't seem to have any kind of special tech. Did she her is, mask ever have special tech in it? Because she had that mask, too. I don't know. Okay. Um, I th- and I think the the, the sunglasses there are there to replace her mask. Right. Not that it's not going. No one's going to realize. Oh, look, Jessica Drew. Right. Right. Um, because I think she's one that has kind of a fairly common reputation. Yeah. Not quite public, but but enough. The people around her circle all know who right, she is. Right. Exactly. That one lawyer who got her out of prison because she yeah Ben Rich. She, she's trying so hard to be. She's out of the Avengers. 
because she, she chose. She did quit the yeah. Avengers. Quit Shield. Yeah, and so she wants to do more like street level stuff. I loved the whole fight that she got into at the beginning. Had so many great quippy little lines. It was very fun. She's having a problem because she hasn't done it in a while. So she's, you know, run across like she saved a some stunt driver from a burning car. Yeah. She um, that one, I really thought that was a fun exchange. That was really neat. You know, all the ways that she's been trying to help, but she keeps screwing up. Like, like many superhero things that we talk about in mm-hmm. stopping a um, purse snatcher, she did like all this damage yeah. to a storefront, and that's superheroes do that a lot. It's like. Collateral damage means something else when you have superpowers. So, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. that's what she's struggling with, and I, I don't think they. I don't think they made it. They they didn't make her seem stupid. It just no, inexperienced. Yeah, I feel actually. Um, this might kind of open it up. I feel she's trying to rediscover herself. Yes, I feel very specifically um, the kind of uh, inadequacy of kind of goofing up these small crimes, but causing a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. I feel like these are her stumbling blocks that she's she has to go through because she's quit essentially everything that was a that that was like a descriptor of her. Yeah. She yeah. was a spy. She was a super superhero. Yeah. Uh I mean she was even uh captured by the scrolls back in the scroll invasion. Yep. Yep. Like I feel this is important to her because to like to go low levels to get back to who Jessica Drew is. Right. But it's it's hard because now she doesn't have a direction. I mean, it's one of the things about... It's like any of us working in a job versus working for freelance, you know? And a job may not be the greatest thing in the world, but you have a direction. You've got somebody yeah. who's like, do this, do that. When you go freelance, you're your own boss. It's awesome. But now you get to make all the decisions. Yeah. And that's what she's doing. And she's screwing up a bit, but that's that's what happens. You yeah. know? So, yeah. Um, so Ben Urich bails her out, which... One I thought was a great scene it was. Uh, where her and the other ladies in uh, in this holding cell they're playing um, um, uh, charades. Play, charades, yeah, yeah. Charades. Um, and the and, and it's really fun to kind of watch the uh, the the writer actually since we're talking so much about that uh, Dennis Hopeless um, he's he's been popping around comics he hasn't had his own event. He hasn't done anything super big. He's done um, X-Men books. He's done some Wolverine books. I feel he has a really good vibe on this comic. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoy it. And I'll, I'll actually... I'm going to keep picking it up until it disappoints me. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. And I like that even where... By the end of the book, we know the direction we're going to start heading in. And that's that um, these women have gone missing. They're all related in some way to a... Seeming like like Z list villain, yeah, or several Z list villains yeah. as it was, yeah. Um, but no one's reported that these women are missing. It's we we get the idea. Oh, these women are being captured, and now these terrible villains are being forced into doing whatever. Even though, at least the porcupine who yeah. I had never heard of, no, uh-uh. uh, he had retired from villainy. Yeah, and I like how they you know she admitted her mistake because when uh, Ben had first brought it up to her. She's like, yeah, they're dating super villains. And if you're in a fucked up relationship yeah. and you're trying to get out of it, you're going to disappear. So that no, totally I'm not going to. It really, really did. And but, honestly, it's a great thing to say about bad relationships in general. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was great. The fact that she was like, no, I'm not going to find them because I don't think they want to be found. Yeah. But when she got more information later, she realized, well, I hate super villains. So I made, you know, she had only looked at like three pages of the file and they made a snap decision and decided not to help. But she gets more information later on. She's like, 
all right, I screwed up, and now I want to do something about this. So there's definitely evidence that these women did not want to be disappeared. They may be in bad relationships, but, you know, they still deserve to get found. But I like we're technically helping out some villains to beat worse villains. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to pick your battles. Yeah, but even, like, these villains don't even seem like they're even bad guys anymore. It seems pretty clear they stumbled over a costume, was bad for a week, got beat up by Spider-Man, and then just yeah. <laughs> that would Really, if I was a supervillain and I got beat up by Spider-Man, I'd be like, oh, this is what I'm up against? I don't yeah, think I'm going to just, I need to go find a typing pool or <laughs> yeah. something someplace. And there's way easier ways to make a living. Uh, lastly, uh, in this uh, Spider-Run, uh, Silk Number 1 came out, I think uh, I think this was actually two weeks ago. I think so. Um, with uh, Written by Robbie Thomas, uh, art by Stacey Lee, is the... Um, I guess the beginning adventures of Cindy Moon, who got uh, also got bitten by the same spider as Peter Parker, right? Um, but then immediately kind of went into a bunker uh, and kept herself hidden because of the inheritors, which Elizabeth, you'll learn about in the, right. um, if you read the Spider Verse, right? Um, but they were targeting every spider across all universes. Got it. Uh, so she has similar but different power set uh, to, to Spider Man. This one was another really good book. I felt like this was like, it, with with all the normal kind of Spider-Man uh, tropes you typically fit into one, uh, we have a new angle that we've never really gotten to explore. Nobody's dead. Right. Uh, though her family is missing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Her family is, is missing. Right, so but most likely I'm not presuming dead. not dead. Yeah, I am as well. Um, but yeah, she's coming back out of the, the bunker. Everything has changed around her. Uh, and she's just trying to kind of figure out her mission is to find her parents. Yeah. And in between then, she's also trying to figure out how to be a superhero. Um, but she's also, I mean, being in the bunker for so long, she's not completely socially stunted or anything, but no. she is having a weird time with it. I mean, conversations with friends tends to be a little odd. She's because super blunt. Super blunt. But that was funny because, yeah. you know, she had one of her girlfriends was asking her about, oh, you want to come over? And she said, no, I think you need to really ask that other girl over there because that's why you want me there. So why don't you just ask her out? And the other girl's like, uh, what? really? You know, so, but it was, it was cute. Yeah, and it was super cute. It has a, it's a very young feel in the book, but not like in a, like a stupid way it's it's very her kind of finding herself as a hero but finding herself as a person as well yeah yeah. it's it's not young like ultimate spider-man in high school young right um this is very like 20 something right kind of like um batgirl right now right right and she's working with j jonah jameson who once again you know down with anything spider related but yeah she's having to kind of balance the fact that she knows Spider-Man. She knows Spider-Man, but she doesn't know Peter Parker, does she? No, she does. She does she know does. Peter Parker. Okay. They actually have this weird thing. I they kind of dated or something? They hooked up. Okay, all right. There is apparently, I'm assuming because it's the same spider that bit them both, Yeah. Uh, they have like a pheromone um, attraction to each other specifically. Oh, oh, so oh they kind nice of, Yeah, like they kind of lose... Um, the, the the higher brain functions a little. Mm, they nice. just kind of get glommed to each other. That's always fun. Which I kind of read in the short dialogue uh, from Spider-Man. It kind of seemed like he was trying to poorly make a booty call. Entirely possible. I could see that. But at the same time, he, was, he wasn't pushy about it, which no, I thought no, was he, good. No, he wasn't. And he, and he was still like, you know, like, I understand you've, you've gone through a lot and whatnot. Do you want to come over? Yeah. But because I also know that when they're close to each other... Yeah. 
their instincts kind of take over. So yeah. I'm kind of like, uh, I could see Peter's that. not dating anybody right now that I know of. So like, yeah, maybe fine. Something. That'd be fine. Maybe. I can understand that. But he's also really, I mean, she's she definitely calls him for support. Yeah. But once again, those poor social skills. I mean, when she's done with the conversation, it's she's like done, yeah. done to hang up or leave or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, nice talking oh, to you. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's nice. Um, but it was fun. It was it was definitely good. Another and again another book that uh, really does well to treat a female character like yeah. a, a regular person. Yeah. Lastly, another number one book that came out was All New Hawkeye, uh, number one by Jeff Lemire and Ramon Perez. Um, number one thing that really blew my mind is all of the flashback artwork. It's really gorgeous, really beautiful. Uh, done by Ramon Perez and Ian Herring. It is just gorgeous. I had to flip back and just stare at this beautiful like two-page spread. And they do wonderful things, like when they they place some of the elements of the flashback story as the story goes on. They start merging the current story and the flashbacks so that the flashback images are kind of like reflected in windows that they're yeah, passing so, or so, in so silhouettes. Cool. I mean, it's very, very cleverly done. Yeah. But technically beautiful. Um, and actually, I'm I'm really glad that it's telling like. The very young childhood of uh, of Hawkeye. It uh, uh, spoilers if you haven't gotten this book yet. It ends with them getting to the circus, right? And uh, Hawkeye he came up in the circus, and I assume with his his brother or at least foster brother. I think it's his brother. I think it's his actual brother. I yeah. guess they were fostered together. But that they even make mentions like I don't think a lot of people know because a lot of people, myself included, really got to know Hawkeye from the Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about the deafness. I mean, he's 80% deaf. Yeah. And that's... And they make mention of that here. Yeah. yeah. And they also, you know, in current days, he's got a hearing aid provided by Tony Stark. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's doing he's, okay. He's doing, so, yeah, he hears he's going, it all. He hears it all. Which maybe, I mean, I'm real curious to see if that comes out in the Avengers movie. Are they going to mention that? Or is that That'd part not part of this continuity? Because they could get away with not mentioning it and then just say, you know, in the asides, oh, yeah, Tony Stark, you know. But you know, it'd, it'd be really great if it's just a thing just... That's mentioned, so they, so everybody knows. Oh shit, Hawkeye's fucking deaf. Yeah, <laughs> um, and just leave it at that. Yeah, like, um, like you and Leland were talking. Uh, and actually, I don't think I necessarily caught on to it, but in Angela, um, Sarah may be transgender. Yeah, yeah. She apparently, yeah, she is. But they didn't, as Leland said, they didn't spend forty pages talking about yeah. it. They just said, "This is what it was. This is what happened. This is how it is now." Same thing with the deafness. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people with severe hearing impairment if they're you know functioning okay they don't want their whole lives to be about yeah. that so mention it accept that it's a thing respect it and then go yeah. on talk about something different and, and if, if you mention look Hawkeye like one of the motherfucking Avengers yeah. also partially deaf yeah like, that'd yeah. be super cool if I was a, a deaf kid yeah, yeah. Like, the whole, like immediately fuck Captain America Hawkeye's my man exactly and they they do mention in the the sort of the flashbacks which one of the things I loved about the flashbacks it's got like this kind of pastel blue and red Mm. wash and everything but when it gets to the bit where his brother beans his foster father in the head with a rock it gets this red wash going all over it and it doesn't call attention to itself but Technically beautiful stuff, yeah. really, really nicely. Done. I I would honestly kill for one of these pages. Yeah, oh, like absolutely. If, if if I can get a page and it, and the color is on it, like yeah. it very well could have been digitally colored. Uh, but it is so incredibly amazing, just beautiful stuff. Um, when uh, when I, I emailed you uh, last night, I'm like, okay, here's some books. We got a whole women thing we can do today. I said Hawkeye number one, 
fucking beautiful. <laughs> and then I was kind of like, oh, well, I thought the regular art was just fine, but the painted bits were nice. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I was talking about the painted bits. I'm like, about. sorry. Uh, sorry. The, the other kind of normal uh, current time uh, artwork by uh, Perez is cool. I, I definitely dig it. Yeah. Um, it's not to say anything bad about him, but it's kind of work I've seen. Yeah. I've, I've seen this kind of stuff. This is more common for comic books. And I think but. they, I think, I'm sure they did that on purpose because Aja's art got so recognizable with all the original mm-hmm. Hawkeye series that they wanted to do a similar art for the main storyline yeah. so that, you know, we'll, we'll keep the current people, but I like and to see new stuff. Though. I would bet money that um, people are talking about Stephanie Hans inside the yeah. Angela book. Yes. So very similar to that, we're going to, dramatically change up the artwork in the middle and give it kind of this dreamy look to it yep um so i'm definitely i'm, I'm definitely hoping that's going to continue yes because i cannot stop looking at these yeah, watercolors it's really beautiful um but also everything else you know the, the main story is just okay here's hawkeye and adventure and kate gets separated i'm more interested in, in the past stuff yeah um, but, oh, this uh, current storyline with the ending where what she sees, this communion project that Hydra's yeah. running, and it looked intensely creepy what they're doing because apparently they're experimenting on children, and yeah. it's not pretty. It's yeah. not, not not any kind of good experimentation. This is the bad. They're chained with you know wires leading to them in a yeah, it's, pit. You know? it, it, it's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty awful. Yeah. Um, the next issue probably will uh, kind of get you hooked in on whatever uh, the main story is going to be. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of people would already be hooked in on the past, uh, yes. the flashback story. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, it ends at the circus. And now, if it continues, we'll kind of see the origin of Hawkeye's abilities. Yes. Knowing that he's still, out of all the Avengers, he's one of the few purely human ones. You know, mm-hmm. no super serum, no spider bite, no... no, no, you know, no he's no not an alien, he's not a god. Kind. No, he just really, really worked very hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so those are all just some of the, the, the awesome books that we've enjoyed. Uh, in the last two weeks, uh, in my absence, it's... It's great to be back. Good. It's great uh, to have you back. It was. Uh, I, I like to. You can go ahead and host this thing. It's, it's hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly fine to sit here and run my mouth and have you do all the organizing. That's fine. It's it's fun to be it's fun to be uh, the, the 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 co-host and just you, you don't have to worry about oh where's where's the time yep. where's the time to move to the next thing. It's just where am I going to get my jabs in? Getting in where's, the segue in was the... hard enough. By the second episode, I was like, you know, to segue without even segueing, yeah. I'm just done with this subject and I want to go into the next, next one. Book. You know. That's fine, uh, but no, the, those those episodes were definitely good. I enjoyed they're fun to do. Leland Leland can come back anytime of he course. wants to. Yeah, of course. When um, we'll have him here in the new CI Studios. Yes, we're in the new CI Studios yeah. in the awesome apartment that Ashley and Anthony moved to. It's actually mm-hmm. really. I was walking in there. I'm like, yeah, you done good. This is yeah. nice. I like yeah. this. Living like a regular person. Nice. No, yeah. uh, no methadone clinics in this area. No methadone clinics. No, nice. no terrible bars uh, around the corner. No constant. Sirens. The uh, alley down there doesn't look sketch at all, so that's nope. kind of cool. There's nope. actually like people parking their nice cars down there, yeah. so that's cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, Thank we you. all have to take our turn. Every one of us has taken our turn in the apartment. Yeah, that like, just, you have to have a benchmark. It was just that was that apartment it, that I'll always refer to. You know, and that's fine. That's yeah, good. That's that perfectly yeah. fine. Uh, so if you like uh, anything that we're to- we're doing here on the podcast, the, the comic books we're talking about, the the, the, the interesting stories we bring to you be sure that you've liked us on facebook follow us on twitter tumblr instagram fairly busy it's i like feel we're doing all right I feel it's fun respectable. Yeah, it's a respectable it's, instagram yeah yeah 
Uh, if uh, there's anything that we've missed or things that you'd like to for us to explore and talk about on the podcast, you can email us at comicissues at gmail.com. You will never miss this podcast if you're subscribed to it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, or the the German thing, if yeah, randomly, if, you know, welcome to our German listeners. Podcast is still in English, yeah. Uh, but if you like to read German, it might be that way. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, or if you found a new place where this podcast is being uh, remotely uh, available, let us know. Because I would love to see, send us a link. I'd see us on like a Japanese podcast carrier. Would oh be man, awesome. screenshot it, yeah, email it to please. us. That would That'd be, be super neat. cool. That'd be super cool. Of course, uh, you must already know because it's it's all over our social media and website. The Throne of Geekdom is yeah. going strong. Uh, we are finishing round two this week. Mm. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, we're finishing we're round, finishing round one. one. It's yes. so weird. We're almost through round one after doing it for a full week. That's crazy. Round one's can round one goes for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. and then boom, boom, boom is going to be round two, three, and, and the final round. The end of the month, we will find out who will sit atop Mount Pixelated Geek in the throne of geekdom. Who are you thinking? Um, it's it's a little tough. I'm um, thinking Crowley's going to go all the way. Crowley did really well against Walter White, mm-hmm. uh, who I feel was a, definitely a good matchup in, I thought in so round too. one. I thought so, too. Um, I was disappointed uh, She-Ra didn't, uh, didn't make it out of round no, one. No, she didn't. She didn't. Um, unfortunately, Miles Morales did not also either. Also did so. not make it. No, no. Yeah. Uh, my squirrel girl made it. Very oh, happy about nice, that. Nice. Uh, she, I don't think she's going to make it to the top, though. Oh, well. Uh, uh, really, if, if, if there's any safe bet out there, it's going to be Spock. Oh, yeah, that's true. No. That's a good point. I mean, he would have a good chance no matter what happened. But, you know, we, this is the first podcast we've recorded since since we lost true. Leonard yeah, Nimoy. So, true. Yeah, and that was end of an era, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Talk about a guy with a legacy. Absolutely. And yeah. a, a legacy that spans beyond Spock. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. it's it's not just, oh, no, Spock died. Everybody knows it was Leonard Nimoy who yeah. passed away. You know, was, I was talking with people who were watching... In his honor, they were watching other movies that he'd been in that weren't Star Trek related. So, yeah. of course, I had to put on the 1986 Transformers, the movie. Because mm, he did Galvatron. Fuck so, yeah. There you go. Fuck That's yeah. all right. Yeah. Maybe we'll rewatch Fringe or something. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. That was a good show. They showed some uh, a couple clips from when he did a cameo on The Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. He did not actually appear. He did the voice of the Spock doll. And it was nah. pretty nice. hilarious. Nice. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah, he's probably, probably going to be odds on to, think, to, yeah. to go to the end. Which... Um, I would not have a single complaint. Anybody he nope. beats, Spock, Spock himself as as the character. Who yeah. we generally tell you, you know, it's it's about the characters. It's not about you know the the actors who portrayed them or anything like that. Uh, and this is not a fight. No. It's not who would win in a battle. This is about uh, who has the most love. Yes. And Spock is is a much beloved character yes, for a long is. long time. Yes, he is. Um, but everybody keep voting uh, share the link around if you if you need someone to win if you don't like the matchup if, if it's not going the way you like it the only way you're going to get your character to win is if you share that post thank you to the transmissions people and Ooh. a few other podcasts that we had actually tweeted because Megatron was getting perilously close to losing and I couldn't do that I can't have that happen. complete props to the Avatar people who really brought out the love mm. for Aang but I was like oh my god you guys Megatron cannot lose so and he did make it past round one. Not sure what his chances are for round two. Depends on who he's up against. And thank you to Aisha Tyler, who uh, retweeted yeah. the Lana post. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was cool. Uh, so uh, if you can hear the background, it's time for us to go. <laughs> Until next week, I'm Anthony Silva. Elizabeth Wallace. Live long and prosper, everybody. Yeah.